Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to your week ahead with Mama Data Astrology live right here on the Inner Peace Lighthouse Radio Frequency. Welcome to the best time of your week ahead of time. All right, peace. We are live. We are in full effect. Ashe and Amin Ra, I'm so happy and thankful to be back with you guys another week ahead of time. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is definitely the best time of your week ahead of time. I am just over the moon, over the full, over the waxing moon. How about that? <laughs> to be back, I really it it almost pains me to have not broadcast last week because I just love it so much. I love you guys so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you for all of the Astro Love Gifts. Y'all keep the Astro Love Gifts popping in every form, in every fashion. I don't care if you quoted me and put it on your social media. I've seen that. <laughs> I didn't expect to see that, but I have. Um whether you're sending me an email, just shouting me out, um, I'm going to the episode information for this show, this episode, and clicking on the one-click email access to Mama Data and just, just sending me astro love gift notes of appreciation. Thank you so much. I appreciate you guys. So uh, thank you for those who have ordered the reports. I didn't even I, I didn't even mention <laughs> uh uh, the Eclipse specials this time around really good. I didn't get to, I mentioned it, but just not as heavily as I did uh, back in March when we had the last set of eclipses and, and y'all came through like, look, I got the I got the Eclipse reports from March of 2016 and you was on point. <laughs> and it's six months later and I want to be on point again so much that I want to order the reports for this eclipse season that we had that started with the full moon lunar eclipse in Aquarius on August the 18th. Then we had the solar new moon eclipse in Virgo on September the 1st, leading up to the final, the third one of the series of three eclipses with the full moon in Pisces there on the 16th of September. <clears throat> And my mama's baby was so on point, said, I want the ones for this set of three eclipses, and I want the ones for March, April of 2017. I said, well, goddamn, go ahead. <laughs> so that, that's the best astro love gift, you guys, is um, the seed to keeping this whole thing going. Uh, Brother Ampu, Minister Jews, Keisha, you know, um, oh my God, um, Tanika, the whole my astrology coach team now transitioning um, into Interface Lighthouse. I mean, this it's just amazing to be a part of such a powerful group of people who are truly, 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 truly ahead of our time. It is the age of Aquarius for a reason, and this show is ahead of time for a reason as well. And I'm just so glad y'all are on this astro party with us. So <laughs> let's keep it going. Um, interestingly enough, 
I've got a lot of Mercury retro. I mean, you know, Mercury's out of the zone. Everybody knows that. Mercury got out of the zone last week. So, you know, all things mercurial, communications, travel, um, uh, things of a mechanical nature that tends to include automobiles and um, and computers and phones and such, uh, all of that should be just back on track, full speed ahead, you know, unless there are uh, more outer line or more uh, overarching influences that are impacting it. Yeah, Mercury's station is out of the retrograde zone, but if you haven't got a tune-up on your car for the last three years, Mercury can be direct all day and out the zone, and you still could be contending with some issues. And I had been contending with some issues. I have long known (laughs) that I've needed to upgrade my mechanics as it relates to some things that I utilize to uh, broadcast this show every week. And um, that's why I keep the Astro Love Give link open in the episode information as well um, for anyone who wants to give an astro love gift that will be significant enough that I can get some of this stuff replaced. <laughs> I would have already had my notes for this show open, but my computer decided, it decides this pretty frequently these days that it wants to update. So um, I can't confirm that I can be heard, but I'm going forward assuming that I can. Um <clears throat> Didn't get to broadcast last week. Y'all know that tore me up. If y'all only knew what I went through in order to attempt to broadcast, I was attempting to broadcast last week up until about, I finally gave up around 11 o'clock at night. I said, you know what? I can keep, the struggle can continue to be real. (laughs) Or I can just let it go accept it, you know, all these Neptunian, Piscean, 12th house things I always talk to you guys about, Um, and I can move on and make sure that my next show is is my best show, is our best show. I can't do it without you guys. The second best astral love gift is besides y'all keeping it going. You know, I love that some of my mama's babies... It just just tickles me when I hear one of my mama's babies say, well, yeah, I had pulled up this person's chart or I did a chart on this thing or that person, and I'm just like laughing because it reminds me of me. It reminds me of the journey that I have been on um, when I first began to conceptualize. I let go of fear, the fear of going to hell for studying astrology, I let go of that fear long enough to accept that there was possibly information, if I dug deep enough, um, that would corroborate, that would resonate and confirm itself if it was true and authentic and real. And thank God for Brother Ampu. I love um, how he always used to encourage us to observe just just make the observation yourself. Make the observation yourself, and then you don't have to rely on, oh, well, this person could be hoodwinking me. This could be just a setup. This could be, you know, just a scam. These people are scam artists, <laughs> you know. Every astrologer is a scammer um, <clears throat> and that type of foolery. And instead, uh, I began to make the observation. So I'm just so happy and proud every time I'm able to um, 
talk to my mama's babies, and, and I, man, y'all stay on point every week. I know y'all were like, wait, where did Mama Dada go last week? Why? She didn't do no show. <laughs> so I'm hooking y'all up today. We're definitely, of course, you can tell by the um, title, I we will be discussing the full moon in Aries coming up. Um, we're expecting the unexpected at this full moon because I don't just give the show titles for no reason. Um, <clears throat> we're expecting the unexpected this uh, lunation because of um, because of uh, I just saw that I accidentally hit something for the ampu, so please forgive me. <laughs> All right. Um, if y'all see a post on Brother Ampu's Facebook page, it was not him. It was me. I apologize for the Ampu. I'm fixing it now. All right. Uh, I lost my track. You guys, so sorry about that. Um, just because I had made a little statue. I'm trying to confirm that I can be heard. So if y'all just continue to bear with me, I am starting the show. Um, yes. Expecting the unexpected because this full moon, this lunation, this full moon in Aries is intimately acquainted with the planet Uranus. And so whenever Uranus is involved, you just want to go ahead and expect the unexpected. Don't be surprised. Don't be shocked. Don't be thrown off when something happens out of the blue. Something happens suddenly. Something happens that you didn't expect. Something happens that you cannot plan for or anticipate, that's what this full moon, full moons are about manifestations, full moons are about illumination, full moons are about uh, things coming to light, right, because the full moon going to shine a light on it, right, on on what, Mama Dada, what is it shining a light on? <clears throat> well, at the time of the full moon, you can go back about two weeks. That will put you at the new moon that we just had here um, on the 30th uh, in Libra, right? So at the full moon, at the new moon in Libra, we were we were initiating new things at the Libra new moon that pertains, to, and we're still in that energy now. Yes, we have. We had this past week. Um, I didn't get to uh, discuss it with you guys, but we had this past week since I didn't get to do the show last week. But we had the uh, quarter moon, first quarter moon in Capricorn on the ninth, <clears throat> which was just y'all. That was just Sunday. So at Sunday, around around Sunday. It, it, there was an exact precise time on Sunday. I will give it to you now. It was 11.33 p.m. Central that the quarter moon occurred in Capricorn. And, yes, we energetically turned a corner. I know I did <laughs> from the point of the Libra new moon that was on the 30th. Okay, so I know that, yes, while we are still in this Libra new moon phase, the energy did shift here just a few days ago with the quarter moon in Capricorn. And so I don't know about y'all. Maybe it is just me. I am having a Mars return after all. And Mars is, uh, what do I want to say, not elevated. It is exalted. 
that's the astrological term. Mars is exalted in Capricorn. It de- exalted just means this is where this type of energy, Martian energy, does its best, performs its best. With Mars, you're literally talking about performance because Mars is the planet that governs the actions that we take. And so Mars does its best. Mars takes action best in a Capricornian way, which would be, you know, in a disciplined way, in a strategic way, okay? And so uh, I got a lot going on, y'all. I had four returns, not just Mars. I've had four returns. Well, by the time Saturday comes, or Friday is it, I will have had four personal returns within a week's time. It's real over here. We're not playing. We're monitoring our energy over here. We're monitoring our environment and who can trespass in it and who can't. We're monitoring uh, all incoming data, okay, and, and information as best as possible, especially in the society we live in. It's your, your barrage before you even get up the street good with, 85,000 messages that are fighting for the attention, time, space, and, and, and um, mental real estate in, in your precious uh, mind and, and, and body and soul. So it's, whenever I talk to anybody, uh, whenever I talk to anybody, most of the time, like their solar return is going to come up, birth, what we refer to as a birthday commonly. Um, in astrological terms, is a solar return. The sun is returning to the exact same position that it was at at the moment of your birth, okay? And so um, that doesn't always occur on the same day every calendar year, but it, it occurs on the exact same precise degree every time without fail. That's why we can be ahead of time. Um, is is because of that right there, the precision and the exactness of this science. Shout out to Brother Ampu and Minister Jude. They did an amazing job. If you haven't gone into the archives to listen, it is there. It is powerful. It is uh, uh, irrefutable and undisputable (laughs) evidence and um, empirical (laughs) by um, scientific standards, evidence of... um, of a reality that just exists, whether just look at my uh, episode info, every show. We are embracing the spiritual guidance of the stars that impact us, whether we realize it or not. Where Aquarius governs astrology, age of Aquarius, ahead of our time. We're ahead of our time, you guys. Um, astrology is not new. Astrology is not even necessarily of the future when you consider how many eons ago this information was being uh, maybe not widely purported, widely taught, widely explained like it is now. I'm on the show every week. Anybody can listen, and many of you do. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I just it, The energy, if nothing else, it's the astral love gifts of your energy that say, we hear you, Mama Dada. We love you for bringing this information to us every week, just unfolding and unpacking the layers. You're never going to learn all of astrology. You're never going to get to the end of it. There's no end. Get to the end of you because it's the same thing, as above, so below, okay? 
So I'm just trying to bring it down below <laughs> for you guys every week and just explain in some layman's terms some of the astrological occurrences that are going on in our week ahead, okay? So um, without further delay, I definitely want to shout out Ashe and Amun-Ra, our Divine Righteous Ancestors, for without whom we would not be here. I, I stay shouting out Brother Ampu. I probably said his name 20 times even up until this point. So he knows, knows, knows that I appreciate his divine spirit and the opportunity to, to do this every week. It's just, it's been such a powerful journey for me personally, um, just in a myriad of ways. And then just you guys joining along on the journey, it wouldn't have been the same journey without you. Every listener, every caller, everyone who raises their hand on the line by pressing one if they have a question or comment or just want to add to the show, um, everyone who's requ- requested readings that I don't do on the air um, that I end up talking to after the show, you guys just make it all worth it. So thanks again. I know I've probably stopped and said that a couple times already, but the appreciation is real. All right, um, so currently I'm not going to go, obviously, through all of last week that we missed. That's just not going to be possible because we've got enough with this full moon in Aries coming up to prepare for. Once again, we've already passed the full moon in Capricorn there on Sunday of this week, the 9th, and so we've already energetically turned a corner. We are now on the back end of this new moon season, this Libra new moon season, uh, leading up to this full moon in Aries, okay? Uh, you know, when I talk about expecting the unexpected with this Aries full moon, I mean life may look different. Life may look completely different after the 16th, 15th, depending on your time zone. If you're in the eastern time zone or later, it's uh, the 16th. If you're in the central time zone or earlier, it's the 15th, okay? Um, so life could easily look very different. Uranus talks about sudden reversals. I'm going in one direction, and then, bam, I either get, look, we're dealing with a new moon in Libra on top of it. So it's, it could easily be some, what's Libra? An air sign, air talk, talk communication. It can talk about information. It can talk about easily, especially for, with the Libra air sign, relationships. There could be some communication messages that are discussions, you know, had um, uh, that lead into. It would have been some seed we're planting in this new moon and Libra energy that feeds directly into on the short term. Clearly, six months from now, at the full moon in Libra, you could see some longer-term relational communication, uh, informational things manifest or result from things you see you were planning and initiating uh, it within this couple of week period leading up to the Aries full moon. But on the short term, it could just be here on the 16th that, you know, something is brought to light. We're looking at the full moon in Aries um, with this very close Uranus energy to it, um, this Uranus energy close to it. And it just thing we can't see right now, and it reaches 
of, um, you know, something powerful and passionate in our relationships. Um, the full moon in Aries, Aries is a fire sign, passionate. That's why I said that. Aries is a cardinal sign. It ain't waiting on nobody. Don't need no introduction. So, you know, Uranus being in Aries right now, what's gonna what's happening is the moon is gonna be conjunct Uranus that's been in Aries, okay? And the sun's gonna be opposing it. And so with the moon right there, it of course brings in our mood, moon. It brings in our emotions. It brings in what makes us feel at home within ourselves or a particular situation, what makes us comfortable, uh, what what we feel familiar with. Um, and so it may just tickle our fancies, you know, especially if you're coming into this energy, if you're living through, look, yeah, Libra, talking about the new moon and Libra energy we're under right now, okay? Yeah, I talk, I spoke on this before we even got to Libra season. I spoke on this when Jupiter was entering Libra on the 9th of September, before then. You know we stay ahead, so I talked about it before, job. And I said, everybody is not, I know Libra's ruled by Venus. I know Libra is talking about harmony and justice and peace and tranquility and um, uh, fairness and balance, okay? I, I know this. Diplomacy, tactfulness. But I also know that Libra on the, has some low ends too, some low sides too. Libra can be real and decisive. Don't know which, all the options look good. All the options look like viable options. Libra governs that seventh house of open enemies, too. Those people that can be all diplomatic and tactful in your face, trying to harmonize. Oh, I just want harmony and peace in my relationship. And they'll cut you, gut you, and talk about you right where you're saying. So... It's not all roses and tulips, but it it can be more of that than the shadow side or the low end of it if we come into this thing forearmed with some knowledge ahead of time, some wisdom ahead of time, and that's what we're doing, uh, staying ahead with these stars, okay? All right. Um, So right now, the moon is definitely in Pisces, y'all. The moon entered Pisces 7.43 a.m. this rising central, okay? Um, we're going to do real good. Pisces, of course, it, we're going to be emotionally satisfied to simply be, period. And I was ahead of time on this. <laughs> I was getting into this mode yesterday because the, the, the void moons kind of have a Piscean 12th house feel to them. Anyway, almost even a, a Mercury retrograde feel because it's like you're not really initiating. Uh, well, I'll leave that more to the. I'll I'll leave it more to the Void Moon, um, correlating more to a 12th house feel. I feel like I can just leave that there, and you know, you can argue me on it, but 
<laughs> We've been observing this for a while, so it'll be pretty hard to argue. Um, but yeah, yesterday, as of six forty nine p.m. Central, the moon went void, and so I think I got a, a head start just because it still has that twelve house Piscean feel. And then after the moon uh, came out of void, it went directly into Pisces. So it still kind of has this void feel to it. The same kind of feeling uh, we had discussed it before the Libra new moon. It was just a few days before the Libra new moon, and I was uh, just. Uh, describing the energy of those last few days before the moon goes dark or new again as more like a 12th house um, feel. Um, You're not really initiating something new. You you can be preparing to initiate something new, but you're not really putting effort and energy into that until the new moon actually hits. So it all kind of has a real similar feel, and we're in that energy right now. On October the 12th, we get a 12th house initiation with the moon entering Pisces and a reminder to simply be, a reminder with the moon in Pisces to let go, be willing to let go anyway, be willing to let go of what's no longer serving you, be willing to let go of anything that you don't want to contend with. Or I told y'all I'm having all these returns all at once. And whenever you have a return, even if it's just your solar return that happens every year, uh, once again, that you may refer to as a birthday, that time, that day, it, it may not fall on your exact, what you know to be your, the date of your birthday, but that solar return uh, and the, we'll just say, definitely 12 hours on each end of it, but even up to 24 hours before and 24 hours after is such a sensitive period of time, energetically speaking. And when I say it's sensitive, I mean mess around within the 24 hours before or after your solar return and be in a whole bunch of drama with somebody uh, you know, you you don't even like when your birthday come around because you just every birthday you just nobody I don't even celebrate it no more and I you you program that area of space some point and and astrologically you could probably pick it out really clearly about when that may have been, um, but that's the, it sets an energetic tone for your solar year ahead especially as it relates to sun or solar themes. What is the sun rule? What are some solar themes? The way you express yourself. How are you expressing yourself around your birthday? Are you in a good mood? I know mood is the moon, and we're talking about the sun here. But it all plays a part in your expression, your will. That's when you talk about the sun and solar return, your will, what you will and won't do. Well, I just, I will, I will just not do anything for my birthday. I will throw a party for my birthday. You know, I will get drunk on my birthday. Sun and solar also talks about um, your focus, what you're focused on around this very sensitive time. And so I'm mentioning these types of things because, there are many different sensitive times, not just at the time of different returns, but also at times 
like these. Uh, the moon is in Pisces right now. The very next sign it's going to go into is Aries, the very sign of the Aries full moon, okay? So it's going to have a 12th house feel two ways based on the moon being in Pisces right now and based on this being the energy right before the energy of our next major lunation, the full moon in Aries. So in many ways, I know we're not right before a new moon. In fact, we're right before a full moon. But I, I promise you this, energetically, whatever is being, uh, I know Aries has an initiating feel to it. And I know full moons tend to have a closeout feel to it. You're going to start, after the moon goes full, what does it do? It starts waning starts appearing smaller and smaller, right? Like something closing out, like a curtain coming down, closing down, closing out. So we're dealing with some opposing energies here with Aries in a full moon, at, at the time of a full moon. But you can pretty much read that into the full moon itself. Opposite, opposition, sun in, in um, Libra, moon in Aries, Okay. So it's going to deal with relationships off top automatically. You can scrutinize every relationship in your life right now in the context of these very different energies. The sun and Libra wants us to, I just got to explain in sun and solar energy, self-expression. The sun and Libra wants us all to express ourselves will ourselves towards harmony in relationships, towards balance in relationships, towards peace and diplomacy in these relationships. And here's the full moon in Aries, the very opposite sign that says I, that says self, that says me first, that says I ain't got to wait on nobody to do nothing, ain't waiting on nobody to do nothing. And it's It's, call, it's calling us to be stay ready, especially with Uranus involved. How do you stay ready with Uranus involved? And Uranus is sudden. And, how do you stay ready for something sudden and unexpected? Well, you become the Uranus energy. You are the Uranus energy. At any point in time in our lives, we can infuse a refreshing breakthrough energy that's ahead of its time. We can do that. Uranus governs the same Aquarius that I've been talking about, governs astrology, the future, networking, hopes, wishes, and dreams. What are you hoping for? What are you wishing for? What are you dreaming about? What networks do you want to operate and associate with and in? What what about your future do you want to bring into right now here by the 16th on the short term? It could have something to do with astrology. That's one way to pull in this year and this energy. You may not have known before you listened to this show today that you were going to connect with Mama Dada Astrology and maybe get you um, uh, uh, your birth chart report done. 50, 60 pages is full of astrological information about you, 
and the time you showed up on this earth and what that means for now, for, for then, now, and forevermore. Maybe you're in this, you're, you, maybe you are going to choose to satisfy yourself emotionally, moon, in Aries, conjunct Uranus, by infusing something unexpected yourself into your own life. Well, I didn't expect to go back to school, but you know what? I'm going to go ahead and enroll or apply. I didn't expect to, you know, whatever it is, because when you're fooling around in areas, you're not waiting on nobody. You're not waiting to see, well, I wonder what my parents going to think. They're going to think it's a good idea. I wonder, you know, um, you know what my partner is going to think about me uh, going to go take an hour walk uh, three times a week now, even if they don't feel like it. Aries not worried about none of that. Mm-mm. Aries, first, the first sign of the entire zodiac, the first of all the other tw- 11 signs, you gotta you you ain't sitting around waiting on permission when you Aries. And so it may be something sudden and, and unexpected that we do for our own self, self, Aries, um, that's, that's revolutionary. It may be a little considered rebellious. It may be considered unique, quirky, weird, different. You say that to the right Aquarius, they're going to say thank you. Call the right Aquarius weird. They're going to say thank you. That's Aquarius. Unique. Individual. It's a beautiful time, you guys. We just came up out of eclipse season, uh, which don't think, oh, we're out of eclipse season. Eclipses are over. Well, hell, we just set up the next six months. That the, the time frame of that energetic imprint is, I say is, because you can have Eclipse energy is very strong and effective. Of course, during that, its exactness within that day, that week, that month, it's, it's potent, most potent. But you can have eclipse energies affecting you, you know, for months. It'll be six months from now that we have our neck. They just feed one right into another every six months, every six months. Okay? Uh... Moon is in Pisces right now. Mercury square Mars right now, y'all. I want y'all to take this seriously as well. Uh, Mercury, of course, is our mental, our mind, and squaring Mars exalted in Capricorn, the actions that we take. Um, it could, you know, we talked about Mars. It's not waiting on anybody. Mars rules Aries, first house. Ain't waiting on nobody. And then when you square that off, with your mind, Mercury, back in full effect, out of the retrograde zone, going full steam ahead, then you easily could see some situations here. If this uh, um, alignment of Mercury square Mars is exact tomorrow afternoon, 4 p.m. Central, okay? And so it's, it's really thick and heavy and strong even now. Uh, Mars ain't waiting on nobody cause, so you could easily um, see this show up early. And Mercury's full steam ahead. So uh, short-temperedness, aggression, jumping to conclusions, 
rushing decision-making, saying the wrong things, foot-and-mouth syndrome, I mean, and, and then all of those things potentially leading to arguments and disagreements and potentially, in a worst-case scenario, even open hostility or violence, okay? And so... Um, Definitely, it kind of has like a, in a Mercury retrograde, I would, I would mention this. If somebody had an afflicted Mars and uh, Mercury in their natal chart, I would kind of um, gear them in this direction, and I would do the same under the auspices of this alignment that we are coming exact to tomorrow, which is, listen, look, if you are in an open, an argument or a disagreement, if you don't want to shut up and listen, just try it. Try shutting up. You being the one person in the group, or likely it'll probably between be between you and another person with all this Libra energy around Libra rules one on one contact, not you in a group. Okay, and so in these one on one interactions. If the other person is blah, 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 and they're not letting you get a word in edgewise, let them finish. Just let them finish. Just try it. Let them finish and you shut up and you listen carefully to what they're saying. And think twice before you, just when you think you're ready to respond to them, shut up again about what, how exactly how you're going to respond to them. Okay, and while Mercury is here at 11 degrees Libra, Mars at 11 degrees Capricorn, I want you to consider, that's a master number, by the way, look it up, web search it. Um, I want you to consider that both Libra and Capricorn are cardinal signs. So ain't neither one of them really sitting around waiting to initiate something, okay? So it may be you could find it more difficult than it usually is to shut up and listen and think twice before you respond. All parties involved with Mercury Square Mars are likely to be touchy, irritable, crazy vibrations, just, just Everybody just wonky in a crazy vibration. Not necessarily everybody. I'm just saying it would be a common thing under this transit. So it's not the best time when you're talking about negotiations per se, okay? If you do have to enter into some sort of negotiation, if you do have to make an important decision, sign some critical document, please, please, please let some professional eyes or a second pair of eyes look over it. Okay. This is the this is the transit where you could sign something and get it and, and it not be what you thought it was and get into a fight in behind it. A physical fight. Because you didn't understand something and, and and you can't blame it on the other person. Libra and Capricorn, neither one of them waiting on anybody to get something done. So if you are gonna step out there and take the initiative when it comes to Mercurial things, paperwork, um, applications, um, communications, definitely presentations. Then just what, listen, think twice. 
seek guidance or counsel, professional wisdom, okay? That's it. Nothing to be scared of, just something to be forewarned about and get some foreknowledge about. That's so powerful, one of the most powerful things about astrology. What is the point in knowing about something in advance if it doesn't put you in a better position to be able to more masterfully maneuver through any such situation. You know the energy is here. It's here. Mercury square Mars right now. For people who were born with Mercury square Mars in their natal chart, like Mike Jack, Michael Jackson, Tina Turner, Lisa Lopez, left eye, I say, Aretha Franklin, Charlie Parker, and Little Richard, these people probably have or do, which are the ones that are still living like Tina Turner, um, they, they tend to uh, get an, uh, plenty of tests and challenges, okay, that would primarily come from how fast. Look, Mars ain't waiting on nothing, and it's linked up in a challenging aspect to the very planet that rules your mind and your thinking processes. So these people would tend to have more tests and challenges, the square, when it comes to their mind and their thought processes going so fast, okay? Um, these people think they done wrapped everything up and put a bow on it, rationalizing things so fast that there's not enough time to think about the the correctness <laughs> of what they've rationalized, okay? And so uh, these people could tend to rush into their decision-making. These people can tend to blurt things out, you know, that could end them up in arguments or fights, you know? And so um, that's why I love explaining um, in the context of these transits how being born under a particular transit can affect someone and giving you celebrity examples of those kind of people because it help it it helps me. It helps me. And I'm thinking it may help somebody else to not just or not necessarily cut people a break. Oh, they got Mercury or Mars. So, you know, sometimes they just work stuff out or sometimes they just say stuff and it makes you want to sock them in the eye, you know. But it does help someone who doesn't necessarily under, understand because they don't have the, the, these traits or, or aspects in their chart. Um, it helps you kind of get a glimpse into why and how somebody can be the way they are. I'm doing a personal study. Um, I'm just looking at the astrology of psychology, and those two things kind of go hand in hand. You'll notice um, as you research different astrologers that a lot of astrologers are psychologists. A lot of them, an abnormal amount of them. So you kind of see how um, these can go hand in hand um, and how it, astrology can help you understand people's psychology. So I got interested in it just because I'm like, uh-uh, you know. I want to know what these alignments and aspects are that can denote and describe um, people with like mental illnesses and stuff like that. I'm pretty interested in that. So, um, misunderstandings can easily happen with people with born under this alignment. Um, 
And and it's not a death sentence. There's no aspect like even if you are born with Mercury square Mars, you're not doomed. You're not doomed to never, you know, you can choose. You can will yourself. You can make a decision to learn effective communication techniques, train yourself, ask any Aries you know. <laughs> it's, a, it's a thing to have to rewire yourself to kind of not jump out there all the time, every time. Yes, it's in your nature. You don't want to deny your nature. You don't want to be an Aries and never initiate nothing. You start off the whole dang zodiac. You came here to initiate some stuff. Um, but you learn over time, maybe after your first Saturn return, when you're th- around 30 years old, and Saturn rep- is this planet and energy that represents maturity. They recommend you don't even get married before 30 years of age because you haven't even passed this first kind of cycle of maturity and responsibility and self-discipline and seriousness and, um, you know, the success and the rewards that come from hard Heart smart work. So um, we're definitely not confined or restricted or doomed by our natal chart. Uh, but we are, especially if you actually come in contact with this information, get, pull up your chart. You don't have to pay anybody to pull up your chart. You may not understand any of it. And that's why I offer the birth chart report service because I break it down in so many ways, beautiful ways, that I just haven't seen offered anywhere else so far. Um, That's why they tend to be a little long. But um, a lot of people do print them out and bind them. I would like to do that for you guys. I just am not in a position to do that now, but I I make it printer-friendly so where you can print it out, you can bind it. I've seen people that have bound them. And it's a beautiful little thing to just have. They put it on like their coffee table. <laughs> and that's how often you look at it. Look, at it. I, look, I'm two, three years deep into this, and I look at my chart regularly in my personal studies of my transits and observations of those. Um, before I go any further, and we've got, you guys, we've got over an hour left, so I'm not going to act like we're in such a hurry. I've talked a lot already about what to kind of expect regarding this full moon and Aries energy, and we ain't nowhere near scratched the surface yet. I'm about to pick it all apart for y'all. So, um, But I would like to go to the line. Oh, they put their hand down. They had their hand up for a while. I apologize. It was the uh, area code that started with a 6, I believe 619 caller. I apologize. I didn't get to pick it up in time. I tried. I see you other listeners. Thank you. Thank you so much. And we'll keep it going. Um, I probably answered the question. That's why I try to be thorough and I don't mind slowing down and taking my time to explain something uh, because I'm not trying to talk over you guys' heads. That's the whole point is that I break it down in terms that are easily digestible, in terms that are practical and realistic for everyday life that we deal with in our society. So, it's a real it's a real thing and it's a relevant thing. So it's really easy. It doesn't take a lot of work for me to bring it into today's time and language because it is today's time and language just explained in scientific and astrological and mathematical terms, okay? Um 
Okay. I'm not going to go. I will mention the void moons because, I, I mean, it seems like uh, some of y'all at least really appreciate that. I've actually had some mama, mama's babies let me know that, you know, I just, they take notes, you know, okay, well, she said on Wednesday of this day at this exact time, you know, for these amount of hours that the moon's going to be void. And this is not a good time to be doing no interviews. This is not a time to be going on no first dates or making some presentation of new ideas to a group of people uh, while the moon is void because it is said that things that are done under a void moon, that nothing comes of them. A, a void moon is a moon that is for all intents and purposes asleep or not active, okay? Not uh, the ground is not fertile for, you know, planting. It's, it's, it's just chilling out. What the void moon is good for, and I'm mentioning this because on the 14th, which is this Friday at 2.13 a.m., the moon goes, it trines Venus. It's the last aspect that the moon makes before it goes into a new sign. That is what sets it into void status. And it goes void at that point for seven hours and 55 minutes, okay? So pretty much overnight on Friday, uh, Thursday night, going into Friday, when you, um, Friday there at 10.08 a.m. Central, the moon finally enters Aries. And you, any, uh, I've been saying this for many, many lunations now, like the full moon in Aries, you know, any full moon rituals that you have, anything that you're wanting to, you can definitely be preparing that. Um, I wouldn't actually start the ritual until the full moon hits, even though you'll find when I discuss it in even more detail that the full moon in Aries, 23 degrees Aries more specifically, at 11.23 p.m. Central Time on the 15th, It actually sets the moon into void status for eight hours and 41 minutes. This isn't the first time this has happened, Um, and I'll dig more into my interpretation of what that means, but this is we've come upon another lunation that sets the moon. It's the last aspect that the moon makes, the opposition to the sun, before it enters the next sign of Taurus, which would be on the 16th at 10.04 a.m. Central, okay? So before we get all the way there, I'm still in our current week. The moon, I was just mentioning the void time uh, before the moon enters Aries officially at 10.08 a.m. on Friday. Uh, For anyone that cares, um, and I say that just because it's a sextile, uh, there's a Mercury sextile to Saturn on Friday afternoon, 1.46 p.m. Central. I'm not going to go into it. It is a mildly harmonious um, aspect, which is an opportunity. It, it expresses itself as an energetic opportunity for harmonious, easy, easy and effortless interaction between the two energies involved here, Mercury and Saturn. Of course, um, Kind of uh, Saturn, not only, I, I mentioned it earlier, responsibility, duty, you know, seriousness, maturity, when I was talking about Saturn return energy, um, but Saturn can also be like uh, the paring down, the trimming of the fat, the cutting away the excess and just leaving, look, 
I just told y'all with Mars and Capricorn, it's exhausted. Capricorn is the energy Mars does so well in Capricorn because Capricorn has clear and defined goals. It, it only knows one direction, which is up that mountain. <laughs> I don't care what we do today. We got to get one more step closer to the top of this mountain. And so Mars that wants to take action all the time loves that because <laughs> there's nowhere to go but up. So Saturn uh, energy is definitely bringing um, with the sextile of Mercury potential for clearer thinking, better judgment, and organization skills mentally, okay, or, or paperwork-wise. Maybe you're catching up on paperwork because you're being more responsible. You're taking this opportunity to be more responsible with your paperwork um, um, or just even increase concentration. You're more able to focus because you're mentally serious, okay? And that this energy does denote um, business dealings being favored, and it does denote being an ideal time to sign contracts or enter into um, negotiations. So I know that I said with Mercury Square Mars that it kind of wasn't, um, but if you're getting further away from the 13th where the Mercury Square Mars is and closer to the 14th um, afternoon where Mercury sextile Saturn is, I would, you know, encourage you to move the paperwork or the, the serious discussion more towards that day when Mercury is sextiling Saturn, okay? People born with Mercury sextile Saturn in their chart, these people tend to have more focused minds. Um, excellent concentration, good memory, great organizational skills. Um, some celebrities that were born with this in their chart that are born, um, Venus Williams, James Brown, Shaquille O'Neal, LL Cool J, and Blue Ivy Carter, okay? Uh, he, here on the 15th, Saturday, ending the current week, we've got sun opposite Uranus, okay? Pretty, pretty major. It only happens once every year, okay? And so um, you definitely want to take advantage. I'm glad I'm mentioning it because since it's a once-a-year event, you're setting, you're programming this area of space, so to speak, and, and um, for the year ahead as it relates to these sun opposite Uranus themes. Once again, Uranus, sudden and unexpected events, right, or encounters. Um, and the sun really just shining a light on that with the opposition. You see what I mean? You, you see we're having a full moon where the sun opposes the moon and the moon reflects fully the light of the sun. And so guess what's happening now, too? At the time of the full moon, the sun is also opposing Uranus. So Uranus is reflecting the fullness of the sun or solar energy in Libra, okay? It's happening at 22 degrees, another master number showing up. Um, so all things Uranus are on full display. All the, that's, why, that's why I titled the show Expect the Unexpected, Exciting, Unexpected Encounters and Events. And if you're not, I mentioned this earlier, but let me talk to you about it on this end. If you're not the one initi initiating the change, for all intents and purposes, we can just break Uranus down to mean change. 
You weren't expecting this, that, or the third, but it happened. So now you got to make a change. Or you you played into and 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 with the Uranus energy, and you initiated the change. Change is being fully illuminated. What are you What are you going to do? How are you going to participate in the, all this change that's being lit up on full? Uh, any kind of change is going to require effort, extra effort that we don't normally have to put in or put out. To I, I I've mentioned it before and caught said flex on them and 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 talk, spoke about being remaining flexible but also adaptable. Same kind of energy. You, okay, this sudden unexpected thing came up, or I initiated initiated some some change. And now I'm having to put out some extra effort to do something I haven't up until now been having to do or wanting to do. But now I have to do it, or now I want to do it. Um, change can, for some can be very exciting. Oh, yeah, I didn't even see this coming. And change for others can, especially with this Uranus energy, on the low end, Uranus can have like a nervousness, a nervous tension. Like think of, Uranus governs like lightning and lightning impulses. Uh, if you touch something hot, uh, fire, and the time that it takes for the message to your finger to get to the, the impact of the physical touching of the fire to your finger, the message to go through the proper channels, um, to, to, to tell your brain, oh, shit, that's hot, you know, that's Uranus. Uranus governs all of that, um, electrical impulses, okay? And so on a, on a low manifestation of Uranus, you can feel, you know, real afraid. You're, you're just nerve shot, just can't handle it, okay? And so this, this is where the extra effort may come in to remain flexible, to flex on them, to remain adaptable. You can't, your nerves can't be frayed if, okay, this did shock me, this did come out of nowhere, out of left field, but you know what? I haven't met change yet that I couldn't adapt to. I haven't met change yet that I couldn't flex on and roll with. Um, some of them, yeah, they could be unwanted changes. I don't want this to change. Most of us don't. We like our little rest. We like our little routines. We like our little, uh, you know, we didn't cut a groove. <laughs> we didn't do this so much, we didn't cut a groove. And we're not trying to get out that groove. So um, if it does, if it is some change that initially upsets you, Let's do it like that. They just it, because of the shock value, because you didn't necessarily see it coming, it, it initially upset you. But you can power through. You can push through. And with this energy, uh, this sun in Libra, um, with Uranus, it's the Libra-Uranus axis. So it's talking about self and others. And it's talking about balance. It's an opposition like a tug of war. Maybe, 
on the sun and Libra side, you're trying to express yourself in all these harmonious and diplomatic ways. You know, you're trying to be tactful in your communications with others, you know. And then here is, you know, the moon in Aries where we're emotionally satisfied to take off on our own. We're emotionally satisfied to be selfish. We're emotionally satisfied to put ourselves first. Ain't waiting on nobody else. Ain't worried about nobody else. So there's a balancing act going on. Uh, And then so the Uranus adding the Uranus, not just the moon, the mood being emotionally satisfied uh, in these ways, but when Uranus there, the very planet that represents the rebel, come on, in Aries, selfish Aries, it could be, it could be, through a partner, it could be through an, another, and other, another, that we experience these unwanted changes. Maybe it's because of somebody you're partnered up with that some old, unexpected, shocking, sudden reversal event even goes on that you have to adjust to that may be possibly unwanted, that may initially upset you. And, 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 and your initial reaction may be to resist the change. I don't want things to change. I'm going to resist this. But if you don't resist it, I'm just here to tell you, be a divine opportunity, a breakthrough you didn't even know you needed. That's Uranus also governs these breakthroughs, breakthrough energy. Maybe it was the sudden unexpected event that needed to occur to break you through to to the other side of this change, just to the other side of this unexpected event. Don't let the Uranus event throw you off. You may have a Uranus event leading up to this full moon in Aries that's conjunct Uranus, the very planet governing the sudden and unexpected thing. But I, I challenge you and I encourage you to look to the other side, just beyond the horizon, just beyond what you can see. I want you to look to the other side and consider. Look to the future, to the Uranus also rules the future. Look beyond, look ahead and see. I challenge you to, to keep your mind open enough to see a better way emerging from this event that you did just hadn't planned for, okay? Uh, you, you don't have to, there will be a tendency to get nervous. Once again, we're talking about frayed nerves. Oh, what's going to happen? Sudden unexpected event, what that means? How do, you, how do I plan for it if I don't know what it is? That's, ner- that's anxiousness and anxiety. That's, that's a low manifestation of Uranus. If you're doing all that, I I need you to know that you're manifesting this energy as low as you possibly can. And let that be a trigger, a red flag. Uh Uh-oh, I'm getting nervous and anxious. I need to manifest Uranus on a high end. How do you do that? Uranus is, okay, it's out of the blue. It's, it's, It's out of the normal routine. And it's really talking about getting out of your comfort zone. That's why most of us don't like change because it makes us uncomfortable. We look fine in our little groove and our little rut. 
Let me be in my little rut. Don't come. I didn't ask you about getting me out of no rut. I'm chilling in my rut. I'm chilling in my comfort zone. I'm good. And here come Uranus, and, and and we can initiate. If we initiate the change, we don't have to worry about some old crazy crackhead low vibrational Uranus event. You don't have to sit up at once. I told you, at having that anxious nervousness is a low manifestation of it. So if you want to avoid, you can't do both. You can't have nervous anxiety and step out of your comfort zone. So you're going to have to choose. You can choose it or it can be chosen for you. And so definitely with Uranus governing electricity, uh, I want you all to be cautious and careful. Uh, Check, I would just, you know, if you have any concerns about electrical things around the house, your car, your personal items, just uh, be proactive. <laughs> Step outside of your comfort zone. Initiate that change. Um, since we are talking about Uranus here, I just want to be very specific about some ways this could manifest. Um, it, it, Uranus kind of reminds me of Mars in the way that if you don't get ahead of it, it can get it can bite you in the butt. Um, for, and let me put it to you like this: When I bring up Mars, I'm saying I'm reminding you this. I know I've said it before. If you have pent up aggression, you know you're really seething with anger, but you have this surface face of, "Oh, I'm fine. Oh, nothing's wrong." I guarantee you when a Mercury square Mars transit come up like this going to be exact tomorrow or, you know, a Mars station or some other, you know, energetic uh, activation of that energy, oh, it's going to come out. And it's going to be in a way that you have less and less control of because you didn't take the control that you do have to go on and deal with it, to go on and let it out constructively, to go on and just, you know, get physical in some constructive ways or just deal with it head on and have a discussion with somebody. Maybe y'all got to fight it. Maybe y'all do have to fight it out. But, you know, you you were in a mode, a constructive mode of wanting to work it out, right? So then here's Uranus, kind of a similar thing. You just, just not dealing with it, you know, um, uh, Uranus once again talks about impulses and 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 uh, electrical impulses and uh, things kind of turning on a dime. So so this energy can show up quick. How quick can lightning strike? Because Uranus rules that too. Lightning. So the nervous anxiousness. You know, these are all signs that you're not satisfying your curiosity, you're not stepping out of your comfort zone, you're not uh, initiating any change, in, in enough change in your life. And so, yeah, you sit up and say, well, I'm not going to change nothing for the next 20 years. Oh, I think you're going to have something to say about that. <laughs> Uh, the right trend, like this. This is a full moon. It just happens to be a full moon that's conjunct Uranus. So 
So that energy is getting triggered and activated, guaranteed. And, you know, it's happening uh, at, a, at, at the time of illumination, so it's going to have far-reaching effects, and, and uh, we're going to be feeling this for a while, okay? Um, uh, Uranus also talks about uh, freedom. Uranus, once again, I told you, was the rebel, the very planet governing the rebel. And so uh, those, some of those issues could come up as well. Um, it may not be just something so sudden and unexpected per se, but it could be, relate more to this aspect of Uranus where um, either you or someone else is resisting um, anything that would inhibit or affect their personal freedom ever met an Aquarius <laughs> that's governed by Uranus, you cannot fence them in, you cannot cage them in, you cannot put them in a box, okay? And so um, if you're not able to make the adaptation, if you're not able to flex on it, whatever the situation is that comes up or that you um, initiate the change in, it could cause arguments or separation, okay? That, that is a possibility. Once again, obviously a low vibrational manifestation of this energy. Um, with sudden and unexpected events and encounters with the Uranus being invo- involved, someone could show up in your life unexpectedly and, and um, they could leave just as, as as fast, you know, um, and while they're there, the short time that they may be here, they could cause, you know, or wreak some kind of havoc, okay, uh, with this energy once again. Issues of personal freedom um, and resistance to change, okay, um, and rebelliousness. These are some ways they could show up. Um and then they could show up in the the very havoc that we can consider that they may be wreaking um, could once again be that impetus for change. We may not be able to see. Now, I don't want to confuse anybody. Lord, let your intuition be your guide uh, first and foremost, but it could be somebody coming along to elicit a, a, re, a response and a reaction out of you that is cause for the change. Once again, talking about things you can't see beyond the horizon uh, or beyond the initial upset of the of the change, okay? Um, it is involving the sun, okay? It's the sun opposite Uranus and the moon, um, and so there could be ego issues that come into play, Um and that's, that may be how it shows up that, you know, this person uh, elicited this particular reaction out of me, so it must not be good, you know, but it could be something good on the other side of that initial reaction. That is my point. Don't let the initial reaction, don't let your initial response to the sudden and unexpected event be the what you stand on, get move just beyond that and see from that and feel from that point 
uh, where to go next with everything next, okay? Don't let that initial response be what you ride out on. It could be what you end up riding out on, but give it a, get, get past that point energetically, mentally, experientially, observationally before you, because it could just be the breakthrough you didn't see coming. You didn't know your breakthrough was going to come in the form of a car accident. You didn't know your breakthrough was going to come in the form of getting struck by lightning. You didn't know your breakthrough was going to come in the form of, you know, y'all know I've been uh, studying the tarot. (laughs) You didn't know your breakthrough was going to come in the form of the tower. Okay? People like Mariah Carey, Jimi Hendrix, Frida Kahlo, Seal, John Coltrane, Charlie Parker, B.B. King. Uh, these people were all born with sun opposite Uranus in their natal chart. And uh, these people can deal with nervousness and tension, okay, just regularly. That comes from um, uh, unsettling upbringing. Uh, full of change and uncertainty. These people, you know, they're, they're, they're very sun. The, the very way they express themselves is natally opposite Uranus. So once again, like I told you with the transit, Uranus is on full illumination by the sun with this aspect. And so all the Uranus things are fully clear to see. Un, um Um, change and uncertainty, which they probably dealt with uh, a lot in their life. Um, So as a result of dealing with all this, these people can become very reactionary people or very rebellious people um, uh, with a very difficult uh, aspect like this to overcome. I've I've, uh, recently did a little bit of digging on um, Jimi Hendrix and that could easily be said of his childhood. And so um, when you're dealing with maybe somebody or have come across somebody that you would describe as rebellious or reactionary, consider their chart. Also, i.e., a.k.a., consider their childhood. Consider where they come from. Your chart, your natal chart is just an astrological representation of where you come from in the cosmos, so to speak. And so your life and experiences, childhood, is a physical or experiential representation of where you come from, your family, your upbringing, okay? Um, And then the last thing that happens in our current week is that Mercury uh, squares Pluto. Now, earlier in the week, which would be tomorrow, uh, Mercury squares Mars. And since Mars and Pluto are coming into closer and closer alignments there in Capricorn, Mercury is squaring them both in our current week. And so I already mentioned the Mercury square to Mars and the, you know, just mind going so fast and you get ahead of yourself and you say some stuff before you think about it and you're not listening. Uh, With the square to Pluto, y'all know Pluto is, the higher octave of Mars. So what do you think that means? Pluto's governing all things that are deep and intense 
and intimate and psychological and taboo and, you know, potential power struggles, right? And so with the square, it could just be challenging, okay? You're thinking deep, intense interactions, um, your Pluto governs research and investigation. You're you're researching a specific topic or idea, and you just want to make sure that you don't become too extreme. Pluto rules all things extreme. Pluto rules obsession. Okay, and so we can easily talk about conspiracy theories and stuff with an aspect like this. Um, a friend of mine sent me a couple of items here recently. And I just refuse to look at them. And I've mentioned this to this person before. Once again, I told y'all, I got all these returns happening. I got my, you know, just returns out the wazoo. So I'm very protective of my energy right now. And so I did mention to this person, you know, before, everything you send me, I'm not going to look at. (laughs) I don't have time. I've done it before, and I know y'all probably have too. Got caught up on YouTube watching videos about conspiracy, Illuminati, all this stuff, and just was on there for hours, right? Maybe even days in a row at different times. Ain't nobody got time for that, especially with Mercury Square, Mars, and Pluto this week. If you're going to, it's a chat, the point is it's a square, y'all. So it's going to be challenging. A test going to come. You're going to be challenged to not go this route. Even in your expression, Mercury talking about communication also, uh, make sure that you monitor and moderate your point of view, okay, and not trying to use extreme methods to express your thoughts because it could create challenges for you this week. It'd be different if it was Mercury trying Pluto. I'd be telling you something altogether different. Um if your idea is really, really extreme or if you're really, really, really trying to use your Pluto power to force somebody uh, to be convinced of something, then you're going to really deal with the the lower vibrations of Pluto, okay? And you're really going to deal with conflict and criticism, um, <clears throat> You may feel Pluto's the higher octave of Mars, so Mars is already wanting to fight. You know, Pluto can just make it that much more, like, deep and sadistic and intense, okay? But that's going to, it's a square. That's going to complicate things right about now. So if you feel in that way, uh, once again, with Pluto ruling research and obsession, put your mind, Mercury square Pluto, Put your mind on something, uh, give it a, what do you call it, give it a uh, a task. If you don't have an obsessive mind, well, hell, get to researching something you need to find out about. Why are you sitting up going through somebody's uh, Facebook timeline and being a crazy, obsessive Mercury Square Pluto that way? Put your energy towards a mercurial pursuit that could benefit you or somebody else. This transit is going to challenge your thinking, okay? And you may deal with some of Pluto governs all things mysterious and the darker side of life. I said it rules the taboo. 
you may have some experience with the darker side of life. You, you could experience an urge to dig deep and investigate. You could uncover some secrets, okay, uh, that could deepen your understanding uh, or your own psychology. So the point here is going to be aim high. If you want some more low vibrational, I'm telling you some of the low vibrations of Pluto, obsession, jealousy, manipulation, coercion. If you got to coerce somebody to do anything, let me give you a hint. They don't want to do it. And let me help you here. If you try to get somebody to do something they don't want to do and tr- attempt to overpower their will, you're only going to be manifesting Pluto on the low level. And trust me, that's not necessarily something you want to do, especially when Pluto rules death and rebirth. Now, I, for one, don't uh, claim to be scared of death anymore. But at the same time, golly, if you don't have to meet your maker today because you did some old manipulative jealous, fueled type stuff, then, hey, take the higher road. Put Utilize your Pluto power for something higher. The most powerful thing you can do is run your own stuff. Why are you trying to coerce somebody to do something? Coerce yourself to do it and show somebody and maybe inspire them to do it. Pluto has healing elements to it. Definitely psychological healing. Maybe you can dig deep into your own stuff and figure why you so goddamn manipulative and coercive. Once again, there's a there's an encouragement here, just like with Mercury squaring Mars, to keep an open mind. You definitely this is not the week for that arguing, as some of the old folks would say, arguing. This is not the week for it. Mm-mm. Not leading up to a full moon in Aries and Mars or Aries. It's, it's a theme going here. <laughs> and then throw some Uranus on it and expect the unexpected in these relationships, especially these one-on-one interactions. And you do, Pluto also governs transformation. If you put half of that energy you're trying to coerce somebody with, into transforming powerfully, transforming your own life and mind and psyche and will. Come on. You want to run somebody else, but you can't get out of your own rut. And so sun opposite urine has got to come through with some unexpected change. If you find yourself on the other side of this full moon in Aries, <laughs> mad because some more unexpected low vibrational stuff occurred, know that you did not necessarily utilize your power for the good of all involved. Not just you. And and that it's and and and, and that it starts with you. Opportunity here is the sky is ripe for some positive transformation, especially as it relates to communication. Be open 
to the possibility. Be open to the opportunity. Be open to the energy of change and positive transformation as it pertains to communication and intellect, your mind, okay, our minds. Some people born with Mercury square Pluto natally, Dennis Rodman, Venus Williams, Coretta Scott King, Rihanna, Riri, and James Brown, okay? These people have deep and complex natures. Uh, Their thinking and worldview are heavily influenced by intense and potentially even threatening situations um, like major crisis in the family and experience once again with the darker sides of life. And, and um, you know, these powerful life experiences can lead to these people having strong opinions, okay? Uh, and so if you're interacting with someone like Dennis Rodman or Coretta Scott King or Rihanna, uh, they may come off as intense, uh, even mentally, you know, or mentally challenging, Okay. Ooh, we wrapped up the current week and about 30 minutes left to discuss the week ahead. What I'm going to make sure and do, of course, I want to give you guys your full moon in Aries horoscopes for every sign. Definitely listen out for your sun sign. That's when people ask you, what's your sign? That's your sun sign that you would answer them with, where the sun was when you were born, what constellation it was in when you were born. The moon was also in a sign. Especially if you're a woman, you want to listen out for that. But men as well, it's going to talk about your reaction to to a thing, okay, and what will emotionally tend to satisfy you. Uh, And then I want you guys to listen out for your rising sign as well. Your rising or ascendant sign was on the eastern horizon at the time of your birth, and that is completely going to affect you by the way of your physical body by the way of your appearance, your outlook on life, how you appear to others, the first impressions that you give off, you might want to listen out for that too. Again, I uh, encourage you to go online. There's so many free services to get your birth chart done. You can uh, figure out for free where all of the positions of every planet were, not just the um, luminaries that I mentioned, um, as well as that ascendant. So, I'm going to give you guys a hookup on the full moon horoscope and make sure we get through here in the last 30 minutes. Uh, I'm going to try to take you up to Venus entering Sagittarius there on Tuesday. Um, the, the Wednesday will be the 19th, and I can uh, kind of zoom through that then. But let, let me take, uh, yes, uh, I saw a hand up. Caller from 818984. Peace. You're live on the air with Mama Dada. Welcome. Greetings. Thank you. Um, I didn't have a question, but I just wanted to um, leave a comment that I enjoy your forecast. You're like so on point. And I've noticed that mostly everything that you've said I already have experienced, which I noticed usually during lunations, I get them a little bit ahead. And I definitely have been on the upside of um, all the frequencies. <laughs> Because I've been on the opposite side, so I understand it. I've been through the the low frequency. So I'm like, oh, yes, like literally down to even an altercation that kind of happened was with the Libra. And I literally took the high road, and the gift that was waiting for me, I had no idea. 
<laughs> you will by the 16th. It will manifest and fully manifest itself and reveal itself I love to it. you, no doubt. Yeah, what's I your name, Well, Goddess? thank you. Oh, my name is Amira, Amira from California. Amira, I'm so happy that you called in and added content to the show. Your um, contribution today has been priceless. Um, I haven't talked to anyone on the air in a couple of shows now, um, and it just it's it's always amazing to me that others would get glean the same, if not more, depth and richness from this vital information as I have. So, it's uh, what's your sun sign, Amira? I am. My sun is Pisces. My moon is Leo. My rising is Cancer. I know. Like I love. I love like your your aspects because you definitely come from a different approach than I do. And um, mm-hmm. yeah. So if you have any input, go ahead. You know, I, there's actually a question I want to ask you because I know this. I've actually for the past few weeks been talking about how Jupiter moved into Libra, and I've been telling everyone actually you need to like pay special attention to your kidneys. And now today we see um, Tommy from Martin. I'm not sure, like, if he passed or if he didn't, but he's in the hospital dealing with kidney issues. And this is not the first person that's come up with kidney issues. And I've been telling people, pay attention to your kidneys. Go cleanse your blood. Pay special attention to your Mm -hmm. kidneys. And I just literally just manifested itself because I really look into medical astrology because I'm a chef. So I incorporate that in with what I cook for my clients. I see. I see you, Cancer, rising. (laughs) (laughs) And the and the, and the Pisces sun too. The Pisces sun is the artistic and the creative things you can do with food. And then the Cancer, you know, people probably see that on you as you know, being you being nurturing or mothering or you know, just wanting them to feel at home. So, and then the Leo moon. I mean, your most uh, that gives you emotional satisfaction to do it with passion and with an open heart. And so that's that's beautiful. I can hear it on you, and I just love that. Um, yeah, these manifestations are real. I love how you're tying it in with your friend and the and the, phys- the, the, the physical counterparts for these energies. Yes, Libra and No, because I can see it exactly. It. When something happens, yeah. I'm like, okay, great, let me see what time they are, and then I literally will get my left so that I can keep going forward because I know that everything's a manifestation. So when it's something major or whatever it is, I always, like, my spirit will be like, go check the chart. Like, go already go see what this is. <laughs> and literally the, the blessing that came about, they're in my second house. So I'm like, yep, okay, I'll pass that test. Oh, thank wow. you. Thank you, thank you. I'll pass that test because Saturn was kicking my butt. Yes. yes, and your friend with the kidney issue, I, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, he, he or she had Jupiter transiting the sixth house. Um, Jupiter is transiting Libra for everyone. What specific house is transiting, of course, is dependent on your birth time. And, you know, that would have been something an astrologer might have been able to tell him about well before Jupiter got into Libra or even a week in advance. We were talking about Jupiter going into Libra a week before it did and preparing people for it that way. You are a, a powerful, powerful being to even see it at this, in this day and time. There's so many people, this, the conversation you and I are having right now could sound like Chinese to probably, oh, I don't it even does. Put Most of my friends, oh, yeah, or at least I can say, oh, like they're now acquaintances just because they don't get it. They're like, she's not talking about current day stuff. I'm like, I can't get into that little vibration stuff. I love y'all, but I can't do it. Um, so, well, yeah, you know, I, I understand we're not it. We're, we're, 
Yeah, and we're ahead of the time. I, you know, it took me a while to exactly. understand and own exactly. that. You know, but I'm so grateful for me staying true to the journey because um, the other side is about to be a lonely side. <laughs> yes, indeed. And Jupiter and Libra is bringing about the opportunity for blessings as it relates to balance when you're talking about the other side. And this full moon is doing uh, something very similar, the same thing, as a matter of fact. So you are on the side of being in the know, being forewarned, being forearmed. And so, um, like I was kind of just wanting to say, is that we're in the position that we're in for a reason. We're, you know, years from now, people are going to say, you know, that, well, she, I, we thought she was crazy, and you know, Everybody, she was always talking about the stars man, and the planets. Get paid for as many times as I hear that, <laughs> like people, as they go through their awakening, they'll come back and they'll send me a direct message, like, "Yo, you know that information you told me." I'm like, "I know." Like, okay, I'm glad. Go back and check the posts because I'm already, I'm not going back there. But go check them. They're still there. Go check them and, and let me know yeah, when you catch just, up. <laughs> and even people on the back end that'll say that they'll act all disinterested and like, yeah, whatever, and get change the subject. And they'll come at you once they know you know, especially uh-huh. they know you study it. And they'll come at you and well, what were you saying about such and so? Yeah, uh-huh. And what, uh, what, what, what's going on? I had one say, well, what's going on right now? I'm like, you may know, never even. I didn't want to know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so I say in peace to you, dear sister, please stay connected. Um, I would like to stay oh, connected with you. I if know, you don't. I'm who, yeah, I was Chef Amir. Like, literally, I used this technique when I won on Cutthroat Kitchen on Food Network. So, um, yeah, I stay in the oh, know. Oh, my like, goodness. Like, literally, I tell everyone about wow. this. I'm like, look, I'm telling y'all how to create it. I'm like, I've been on both sides of it. I have not always been on the upside. I had to go through the exactly. darkness to come out in the light. None of us have. Exactly. And yeah, I, I mean, like literally, saying. it just—it's so much easier even now, you know. As I like you're saying, being on the upside because um, dealing with that Uranus energy, and I had definitely have learned to. I still haven't fully mastered it, but I definitely can tell when certain things come up. I of take course. certain herbs that will calm my nerves. Like I now have different remedies when I know I can feel something coming up, wow. and I look at my chart. Okay, these are the herbs that I need to take right now because I know it's going to oh, alleviate wow. that uh, stress within my nervous system. Because my nervous system, <laughs> me being a Pisces, is always taxing. Sensitive, yeah. Wow, dear sister, please give um, any kind of contact information that you would like in case someone w- would like to contact you regarding. Uh, some things in their astrology or their chart or that um, they're experiencing that they would like any food or herb information on. Is that okay? They can go. That is perfect. They can go to, I'm on Instagram under Chef Amira, C-H-E-F-A-M-E-E-R-A, and they can email me at info at lagirlsdocook.com. Um, and, you know, I, my website, I just stick it down because I'm having it redone. But if you just Google Chef Amira, you will find me. C-H-E-F-A-M-E-E-R-A. So if they need any information, I'm on there. I have a few groups on Facebook, but just if they want it, they'll come find it. And you know that process. Mm-hmm. When you see, hear somebody, you're like, oh, wait, let me hear it. I'm going to write it down. I'm going to go Google right now. So, um, yeah, and I'll be posting some different information because right now, if you're just using it's here. Like I had just posted today that back, like right after the 15th century, it was required by law that doctors – had to know astrology and they had to know the birth charts of their patients mm. because they were actually I know, writing stories. Right. Now we know 
Now, obviously, they're not hearing anything. But back then, they actually were looking. So, you know, just knowing your chart, right. you'll understand. Even I do different diets based off of more of a Vedic chart. But understanding if you're a Pitta, a Kappa, or you're knowing your doshas, like really what, like the least mm-hmm. amount of food that you should be yeah. putting in your body that's going to throw your body off in regards to your path or your destiny and your psychic number, which is very important. Wow, I'm so glad you gave your contact information. I know that I'm going to link up with you um, here in the week ahead for certain, and I encourage everyone else who is even remotely interested to do the same. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Chef Amir. I'm looking forward to talking to you again, and wow. My show is Thank you, and I'm looking changed. forward to hearing the, um, for, for the, um, for the, yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing your, for all the different signs. So, yes, let me get off so okay. that you can keep on and blessing us with the information. Indeed, Queen. Talk to you soon. Peace. Okay, peace. All right, my goodness. And then everybody else got hands up. I see you, I see you, I see you. I really want to at least get these signs out. I see you from the 954. I see you from the 619. You're back. I missed you earlier. I see you from the 815 and the 770. Um, One great thing about calling in is that uh, even when the show cuts off on the Internet, if you're on the phone, you will still be able to listen in, raise your hand, and it looks like I'm just going to be on the phone for a little while today, and I do not mind. Y'all know I love you. Um, if you are on the Internet and would like to call in, we only have 22 minutes left in the show. I definitely want on the recording the horoscopes. Uh, thankful for the Dark Pixie Astrology for those and some information I've gone over today coming from the Astrology King. Um, definitely check out and stay connected to myastrologycoach.com. There is a Learn tab that has a lot of very fundamental astrological information on there about planets and houses and signs that can be used all the time. I use it frequently myself, of course. Um, And we're going to get to the horoscopes. But, yeah, if you're on the line when the show cuts off, I will talk to you, okay? Um, Let's see, you guys. I definitely want to get in these. Okay, the other things I wanted to mention about the full moon real quick. I know I'm low on time. I already mentioned uh, the sun opposite Uranus, okay? Um, And the moon is conjunct that very same Uranus. So the moon talks about, once again, what makes us feel at home within ourselves. The moon talks about our family because that governs cancer in the fourth house. And so... um, Some of the sudden unexpected things could come up in the family, relationship upsets, family disputes, major changes in the direction of a partnership, okay, Um, uh, even uh, sleeping patterns and appetite, you know, some things that have a normal familiar pattern with uh, could find some extreme or sudden changes. Um, You could be like, you know, can't go to sleep one day or minute and then, you know, then you're like can't wake up and lethargic the next, okay? So it could be just some eccentricities or weirdness with our moon, our mood, our routine, our family, familiar way of being and doing, okay? Um, 
subconscious impulsiveness is the term used to describe um, moon conjunct Uranus, okay? Um, you know, subconscious, things right beneath the surface, and then just all it takes is a Uranus activation like I've been discussing to kind of bring it out. So that's why I'm saying deal, deal with your stuff and try to get ahead of the curve if you can dealing with Uranus. Initiate some things. Where do you want to? If you knew your astrology and what houses, what natal astrological houses are being impacted, I could easily direct you to one of these 12 major areas of life to direct that change into to be most effective. And I could tell you where if something sudden unexpected is going to pop up, where out of these 12 areas is likely to show up. And like she said, and, and like um, Chef Amira said, you know, even people who don't necessarily know what area, they, they're, they're all, some people are already seeing the manifestations of some of these things pop up suddenly, unexpectedly. And some people are already getting ahead of it. Um, in addition to Uranus being such a major player at this full moon lunation, uh, Mars is conjunct Pluto. We have already kind of mentioned that, that it was uh, coming into that alignment. And so that's Mars and Mars's higher octave Pluto together in the sky. So there's a high potential for violence, uh, ultimatums, threats, danger, um, or even war, uh, which could be forcing change as well. Um, could bring that Mars, of course, is sex, not just violence. But Mars is governed sex, and so you. And then Pluto, Mars's higher octave, <laughs> even more intense, deep, passionate um, sex. And so, there could be an increase in that drive, uh, even just lust for power and ambition. So once again, if you give it something, get Mars wants something to do, and Pluto is Mars's higher octave. So Pluto really needs something to do. So it ain't creeping over into obsession and ridiculousness. And so working uh, when Mars is involved and Mars governs Aries in that first house, I'm going to suggest that you do something on your own. You ain't got to worry about no war and no threats and all that stuff. If you're working on your own stuff, so working independently on something you can be passionate about. Also, sex is energy. If you're not having sex right now, you need to be passionately doing something. Look at Chef Amira, putting all that passion into cooking. I don't know anything about Chef Amira's sex life. That wasn't the point of me saying that. The point is it's the same energy. The same energy being put into something even... If you go, if you can be passionate about it, you can be creative with it. Come on, you can be good at it. And so, especially with Mars and its higher octave, if if it's something that, you know, maybe a difficult task, and you need some Mars and Pluto energy together to get it done, uh, you will you'll have the endurance and the strength to succeed at getting it done if you go ahead and put your mind on it. Mercury's still squaring. Pluto and Mars at the time of this lunation. We've discussed that, and we've discussed the sextile, the Saturn, okay? So now let's get into these signs. I'm going to start off with Aries because that's the time the full moon is in. Uh, clearly, Aries, this 
illumination is affecting your first house, and I'm talking Aries, sun, moon, and rising. Uh, so it's a, it's about kind of coming full circle from uh, six, well, full circle from a year ago, but then, of course, six months ago, there was a new moon in Aries that this full moon in Aries would be the complement to, okay? And so Aries, sorry, I got off my little mark here. Uh, it's kind of going to have a karmic feel, okay, from six months ago. From an Aries new moon, if you sow these particular seeds and you put with it the accompanying actions, then this should be a time of reaping bountifully what you've sown, Aries, okay? And when you have a new moon like you did six months ago in your sign and you really could initiate something new in any area, whatever area those were, that's what you're going to kind of see coming around right now. If you've been doing things right, you're going to see positive developments that come from it, new opportunities opening up to you as a direct result of the work you put in. And if you haven't, then this may be a time you do experience unexpected, look, weirdness involved, delays, setbacks, blocks, and feelings of insecurity. But don't don't rest there, Aries. If you realize, okay, six months ago I either didn't initiate anything at all and now I'm also upset that I didn't, or I initiated something and it wasn't really what I thought it was going to be, and, I, you know, you can turn things around and you can work with the energy that's here and available to you. Um, your emotions can be on full right now, Aries, since you got a full moon in your sign, and uh, you can be more open and expressive with them as a result. Uh, Aries, I know y'all don't need no introduction or reminder to watch y'all's temper and your manner and all that stuff, but since your emotions can be so on full, I really want y'all to monitor that and get, once again, y'all know all too well with Mars being y'all's ruler, you got to give it a channel. you got to give that energy a channel, those strong emotions, something to do, and be passionate about that's constructive, or you could easily see it go awry. And with Uranus involved, it may be something you didn't expect. You know, maybe you, you the universe usually just spanks you a little bit in this time. It's, it's a consequence you didn't expect. Um, because you'll let those emotions get out of control, Aries. So just watch it, watch it, okay? Cancer, for my other cardinal signs, Aries is the first cardinal sign, Cancer is the second, Libra is the third, and Capricorn is the fourth. All of my cardinal signs at the time of this lunation are going to be dealing with intent in the most critical parts of your chart and life uh, emotions and relational situations, okay? For cancers, uh, you're going to be reaping what you've sown as it relates to your goals, your life direction, your ambitions, where you're headed in life. If you've been on the right track, if you've been, and 10th house is also the house of karma cancer, okay? So this is like double reaping what you've sown energy for you, cancer. You're going to get what you deserve, okay, cancer? Um you definitely can find yourself in a position of reaping the rewards and success of hard heart and or smart work done, Cancer. Um, you could get what you want around this time, okay? 
Uh, 10th house is the house of Capricorn. It's the earth sign. You could physically manifest something based on what was going on energetically six months ago, okay? Uh, You're going to be very... It's going to benefit you, Cancer, to be with, and um, and it, even if those responsibilities feel heavy, 10th house Capricorn energy can feel heavy because it's Earth. Um, if it weighs on you, those responsibilities, know that you can handle it. Okay, Cancer? I know this is the very opposite of your normal energy. Cancer and Capricorn are completely opposite of the spectrum. But you can you can access it, and especially right now, you can access it more easily than any other time. Okay, Cancer. For Libra, this is awesome. Libra, you're dealing with this full moon in Aries in your Libra house. So it should go really well for you and feel really comfortable and familiar for you. Uh, becoming more invested in a relationship, if it's a good one, Libra. Um, you could see that manifestation or walking away from someone who isn't. Maybe it's manifested in your seventh house of other or partners, Libra, something around the time of this full moon that you didn't expect that lets you know, er, not really going to proceed past it. That's what the full moon is for, to illuminate, to manifest, to show you uh, something that we need to see. Libra, it could be something shown to you unexpectedly, in the area of others or at this time, okay? Um, Seventh House Libra also talks about balance. You potentially feeling out of balance um, uh, by way of emotion, being emotional or stressed out. So um, aim for balance and peace. Aim for your natural energy on its higher, highest manifestation, Libra, okay? Um, you may be emotionally satisfied to spend time with an other, okay, loved ones. Um, and that may impact your mood severely, Libra, okay? Capricorn, fourth house, the very house of cancer and the moon, family. Uh, family issues could come to light to be settled, Capricorn, or you may have to make a decision, Capricorn, to walk away from a particular relationship within the family, okay? Um, you could be uh, finishing up a home improvement project. You could be finishing up a move. Um, you could be finishing something that you started from the ground up, okay? Uh, fourth house is the very bottom of the chart. Uh, and so when you're talking about starting from the bottom or the ground up, it's a fourth house thing. Uh, fourth house is also a water house. It's definitely referring to emotions that make you feel at home within yourself or comfortable in your core or strong in your inner foundation, Capricorn. And so this is an awesome time. Whatever is fully manifested, unexpectedly or not, Capricorn, you can work on strengthening that internal foundation around this time and surrounding yourself with comfort and support that could come from your family or uh, could come from deep down the inside. Okay, Cap? All right, eight minutes left. If you haven't called, you can call in to 818-369-0368. I'm going to finish um, with these horoscopes and then uh, definitely get it. Um, beautiful callers waiting on the line. I can feel your energy now. I'm so excited to talk to you. All right, Leo. Leo and Sagittarius, the other fire signs to Aries. Of course, y'all are sister signs to Aries. So if Aries, you know, all up in that first house with it, reaping all that, the full moon glory and effects of sowing this seed six months ago and 
fertilizing and, and cultivating them. And then Leo and Sag, y'all getting it in too. Uh, for Leos, definitely we're talking ninth house expansion and growth and advancement and higher learning and long-distance journeys and luck and abundance and laughter and humor and adventures, okay, um, and beliefs. Uh, you could you could find yourself defending your beliefs around this time or standing up for what you believe in. Or you could feel that you should walk away from some beliefs that no longer represent, you know, who you are becoming. Um, once again, full moons about manifestation, something coming to light that you don't quite see right now. But by the time of the full moon, you will, Okay. Um, you could come home from, from a long-distance journey. Uh, Night House is also the house of legal issues. That could be being settled or something brought to light that has a legal um, uh, ramification to it. Um, or you could finish up some plans that you have to expand or to travel abroad, okay? Sagittarius, you've got fifth house um, going here at the full moon influence. So you can finish up some creative Creative creations is the key word for the fifth house. You could wrap something like that up. Once again, full moon is not just about manifestation, but also culmination, wrapping things up. Um, you could become more invested, and it's emotions on full, moon, mood, emotions on full. So because of those emotions being on full, Sagittarius, you could become even more invested in a love relationship. Fifth house also rules love relationships, children, dating, you could walk away from a love relationship. You could um, want a deeper love connection. Um, you can be there for people that you love, Sagittarius. Um, you could also be dramatic. Fifth house is Leo house, Sagittarius. So you could be really emotional, passionate, dramatic. So just consider that and kind of check that if you need to kind of calm yourself down. Okay, um, Aquarius, third house, you could finish up some small projects. You could finish up, third house is the house of communication, okay, conversations, um, local travel, Aquarius. So um, you could find it, you could find the right words you need to express yourself. You could understand what other people are saying, even if they're not, you know, if they're saying it in a way that normally could be confusing. The light of this full moon Lighting up that third house for you, Aquarius, means that misunderstandings can be settled. Okay? Make sure you mean what you say and say what you mean, and you're going to be good, Aquarius. Gemini, 11th house. You can definitely settle some issues with a group, friends, a group of friends, uh, a group that you belong to, associate with, network with. You could leave a group in the friendship, or you could become more dedicated to one, Okay? Um, or a cause, a humanitarian cause. Um, you could be emotional about your future. That governs the 11th house, the very house of Uranus, okay? So, Gemini, if some unexpected stuff going to happen, it, you, it, we'll probably see it in you first. Um, and your hopes, wishes, and dreams. You could give up on one, Gemini, or you could focus way more intensely on one. Pisces, second house. The, uh, finances, personal finances, Pisces. You can settle some financial issues or complete some. You could wrap some financial transactions or ventures up. 
You could end a financial stream of income, like a second job or a side gig. You could cut that off, or you could become even more dedicated to it. Um, uh, second house talks about stability. It's a fixed house ruled by Taurus. So you could um, desire to bring more stability in by way of your finances or uh, by way of just even being more secure. You could be sensitive about what others uh, say or think about you, and you would do good to make sure you have, you know, co- enough confidence to ignore them. Second house is the house of self-esteem, Pisces. Something may come to light unexpectedly this full moon. Remember who, who you are. Remember your value, Pisces. Remember your worth. Give a dang about what somebody else got to say. Unless they put add to them personal finances, they can get the heck on, and they may be part of this full moon manifestation of who needs to leave your life. So it could play out that way. Taurus, 12th house, 12th house of endings and letting go and accepting and forgiving and surrendering. Uh, Around the time of this full moon, you can let go of something you need to let go of, but it could be a really intense emotional experience. Maybe something unexpected comes to light. 12th house is the house of the hidden and things going on in the background and clandestine affairs. Maybe something comes to light. Uh, regarding any of those, it could be spiritual, um, but it, it could be really emotional for you. And so this is a good full moon for you, Taurus, to release any baggage, to, to accept what you need to accept and forgive what you need to forgive and move on and get ready for your first house transit that's coming up next. Um, 12th house can rule the past. You could be emotional when you think about the past, um, but you probably in the 12th house are going to keep those emotions to yourself behind the scenes. Um, you know, just in your meditation and dealing with it kind of by yourself. Um, something easily, Taurus, can, that's hidden or in the background can come to light at the time of this full moon. Two minutes left, one for each sign, Scorpio and Virgo. Scorpio, sixth house, you can finish up work. Something related to work or health or your daily routine and lifestyle can be wrapped up. It can be settled, maybe issues at work or with people you work with or for. Um, uh, Somebody can become inspired by your work, Scorpio. Um, uh, Yeah, you're going to want to do work, anything work-related, Scorpio, you're going to want to be passionate about it. And maybe something unexpected comes up at at this full moon that shines a light on something you may want to walk away from because you realize, I'm not passionate about this. Um, or you could be even more dedicated to it, okay, Scorpio. Um, you could focus on your health. Six houses is a house where you can easily get stressed out, Scorpio. So I want y'all to understand, even in the house, the sixth house where you want to be productive, do what you can do and then do the rest the next day. <laughs> Don't stress your own self out at this full moon, Scorpio, okay, because it could easily manifest physically on a full moon like this for you. Virgo, eighth house, you could definitely be in a serious mode. You could be focusing on a serious matter or an issue that's really deep and psychological, maybe even taboo, maybe something that's in the darkness of eighth house, Pluto, Scorpio, is being brought out to light because it needs to be, and you just got to deal with it head on. You may need to seek out psychological assistance or counseling, and we got 10 seconds left. So for those who are online, I love you. Thank you for listening. Stay connected to um, Inner Peace Lighthouse Radio. And I say, and Amin Rod, thank you so much for joining us. For those on the line, 
Unless it cuts us off, I'm about to start opening up the lines for you guys, okay? So first up, make sure I get this right. Okay, is 8-1, no, 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 I just got that one, Nine five four. You are live on the, well, we're not on the air anymore, but you're on the line with Mama Dada Astrology. Peace. Caller from, hold on, it's not picking up. There it is. 954, you there? Yes, I am. Thank you for taking my call, and I'm loving your show as usual. And um, my name is Mary, and uh, I would like to see uh, if you uh, need my birthday to see what areas will uh, shed light on um, a couple of issues I'm concerned about and see if this uh, aspect is going to, how it's going to affect me personally. You say your name is Lori? Mary. Okay, Lori, um, I've got your complete number here. Uh, I definitely can get with you, um, call you back here. Uh, It would realistically be within the next day. Um, I've got um, some consults tomorrow, and I can fit you in between then. Uh, But, yeah, just some more personalized information about how this Aries full moon is affecting your particular natal chart is what you're saying? Yes, I, I may be away part of the afternoon, um, but uh, I, I, you know, should be around sometime for you to reach me. Okay. I'll just make a note of that part of the afternoon. And, yeah, we can speak on tomorrow. Um, I I... You know, uh, if you're wanting, like, a full workup or a report or something like that, there tends to be astro love gifts associated with that. But, um, you know, there's probably just some, some stuff we can talk about, you know, in a few Yeah, minutes. right now my finances are not in, in position uh, at this point. Exactly. I don't know what future holds, but exactly. uh, right now. It's just some well, no, general. Was... Yeah. That's why I was mentioning it because I just wanted to assure you that whether you can, you know, give an astral love gift or not, there's probably a lot even within about 10, 15 minutes that we, that I can um, help you out with and just take that it from there. That would be great. Any, I any, sure like yeah, it, heads up on all this. And wisdom, exactly. It's going to be beneficial. So I'm so glad to talk to you, Lori, today, and I'm looking forward to getting a little more in-depth tomorrow. Well, thank you very much. Uh, may I stay on the line, or do you just close off after uh, each caller? What is that? One more time. Uh, do you do you allow us to listen to the other callers, or or are you officially closing up shop? <laughs> I guess. Oh, okay. Yes. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate okay. it, and have a good day. Thank you. Bye bye. Peace. Bye. All right. Seven seven. Oh. I might have picked up the wrong line. There we go. Seven seven zero. You're on the air with Mom and Dad. One more thing. Okay, this good. Okay. Uh, that's yes. Hi there. Hello. Yeah, you're on the Hello? air with Mom and Dad. Well, you're on the line with Mom and Dad. How are you? I'm um, doing wonderful. Who Who am I talking this to? This is Patricia. Patricia. Patricia from the. Mm-hmm. What can I help you with today? What would you like to share? Um, well I just I was actually on Facebook so I saw the blog so I just decided to chime in. So I'm actually coming in a little okay. late, but I see you're talking about um the new moon the full moon coming. 
Yeah. And um, I'm a Virgo with a Sagittarius rising. So, okay. Um, I'm doing, um, I have a lot of business opportunities or a lot of endeavors that I'm in, very diverse. So um, I heard that she was speaking about um, embracing um, more power. So I am definitely feeling that coming along. So I just mm-hmm. want to um, hear what you have to say. Yeah, definitely for uh, the the Virgo and the Pisces influence, for you, uh, they're just on opposite ends of the spectrum. Virgo's on one side of, let's just say, the tug-of-war rope, and then Pisces is on the other. And so for for that axis, uh, it's definitely a money moon for you. Uh, Pisces, the second house of personal finances, and Virgo, the house of shared resources or others' finances. And so somewhere along that line, um, if you're – you said you were uh, Sag rising? Yeah. And I apologize. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, you said Virgo and Sag, not Virgo and Pisces. So Sag is right. the, uh, the fifth house. Okay. And then I don't know why, where I'm getting. Okay, Virgo and Sag. I apologize. Eighth That's and okay. fifth house. So so you can you can definitely expect I like to look at the rising sign because that denotes your physical body. That denotes what you're likely to physically experience in your body um, you know, in this reality. And so with Sag rising, fifth house influence I definitely want to encourage you to uh, allow your heart, your open heart to lead you as it relates to recognizing a, an unexpected thing when it comes. The initial, your initial reaction may be upset. Your initial reaction may be, oh, I wasn't expecting that or I wasn't ready for that or I wasn't planning for that. But the, once you get beyond that for you specifically with that fifth house, it's going it's it, it's going to be something you enjoy. It's going to be something relating to love. It's going to be something relating to fun. Okay, and um and 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 being able to live with an open heart. Let those be some of the kind of things that guide you to oh, this is it. This was the event. This was the encounter. This was the my full moon experience. Um, it's going. I'm, I'm just describing energetically what it could it could look like um, with the Virgo influence of the eighth house impacting this full moon for you. Once again, it could it could involve some shared resources. Maybe it's something because uh, shared resources it doesn't it can it can be the spouse's money, the partner's money, but mm-hmm. it could also be inheritance. It could also be a legacy you're leaving. So the, these are so many areas that encompass this deep share, this house, this eighth house of deep sharing, whoever you're sharing deeply with, sharing resources with. Um, and it may be along those lines that something unexpected comes along uh, that you don't readily maybe see right now that comes from an other and other uh, that impacts your heart, that impacts your love life, that impacts your um, you know, your enjoyment 